This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next, everybody. I'm Chris Bentliff, and I'm here with Brian Fern from Pro CFO Partners. And today, Brian, we're talking about planning and budgeting the right way, which jumps then for me right away to mind how many leaders and businesses are doing it the wrong way. So what does that mean to you? What is the wrong way? Let's start there because that's probably what a lot of us are doing. What's the wrong way that we're approaching planning and budgeting? Wrong way is clearly doing it by yourself. Oh, interesting. FO sitting in an office and just creating a budget and just saying, all right, here's our budget. The most important thing about budgeting and planning is collaboration. It's working with the team, whether it's the revenue side, the expense side, it needs to be discussed. People need to take ownership. People need to understand what you expect of them. And by doing, sitting in your office and creating a budget on your own, you're not going to get that collaboration. Do you find that that is maybe the singular reason why so many budgets, for me anyway, in my experience, seem to be either pulled out of thin air, uh, revenue goals that are driving the budget pulled out of thin air, or are built on some sort of a seemingly arbitrary metric, like 5% of this or 3% of that, or we're going to aim for 10% of that. And then we're budgeting against these sort of, I don't know, esoteric and arbitrary things rather than on realities. Well, I think, you know, you have an opportunity to really be honest. And then a lot of places you're going to sandbag the CFO and say things are going to be really bad because you know, you have a great pipeline. And you have to sort of vet that out from the people when you're talking to them. And if you're actually in tune with your people, you'll actually know that you're being sandbagged. Mm -hmm. You need to challenge them a little. So a budget should be achievable. It should be uh, something that everyone owns. And it should have a little stretch to it. So you want people to work hard. You don't want it to have a layup when you're, when you're creating a budget. But you want people to understand, okay, you know what? Last year you want 10%. Can we see that 10% increase again? It was last year an anomaly. And why not? You know, what do we need to do to make sure that we continue to, to increase our revenues 10%? So um, in IT, even on the expense side, I mean, budgeting is also done, done on, the, on the expense side. So if you hired two people this year in IT and your system's working great, you wouldn't expect to see two more people being hired. So if you do see that in your budget, you want to understand why you're being budgeted, why it's being budgeted. And not just say, I got two last year, I'm going to get two this year. So you really need to be, uh, you need to fine tune it and get everyone to own what they're doing. Same is true in the marketing department. You know, we did a lot of advertising. It worked great. Do we want to increase it? Do we keep, can we keep it the same and get the same results? So, you know, collaboration, again, is on the revenue side, as well as the support groups that might be part of a budget. It's great insight. So walk me through some of your... I don't know, best practices or the framework that you like to approach? Or if, if, if you and I are trying to figure this out together, what's some of your best insights or advice for how I should be doing this the right way? Collaboration is obviously number one, but is there a process for that? Is there a, a scaffolding around how I should be going about that collaboration? Yeah, absolutely. I typically will start at looking at last year's results. I would actually typically lay out in a plan what happened last year and then roll it out for the next year. And then look at it and say, hey, you know what? We got a $500,000 fee in September. That was an anomaly. I need to take that out. What was my average versus what it looks like? 
and then start saying, you know, what do I know about the business? And then you can bring in the other partners, the collaborators, the people that are revenue producers. You may have several lines of businesses. So it may not just be with the one person that's selling widgets. You want the one that's selling the toothbrushes as well. So you need to actually sort of break down your plans to each to each of the different disciplines. Um, but I think the starting point for me has always been what happened last year, what was wrong about it, what happened right, and sort of sort of fold those out uh, so they sort of flat. With that said, it's, your revenues can't aren't going to be flat. So do you know that in the fourth quarter, you have huge sales because the holidays are coming? Well, let's make sure that the fourth quarter has higher revenues and the middle in, in July, we're flat. So you also can see that by looking at the actuals. Same with expenses. You know, Social Security taxes are in the first quarter are very high because that's when the new cycle starts. So normally you're going to have a higher Social Security taxes. And if you have higher high compensated employees, it's going to flatten out during the year. You also know may you pay your bonuses uh, once a year. You put that in one month? No. You put that in, you accrue for it for the whole year. You try to keep that flat. And that's how you sort of create start creating a budget. You know, it's this seems to come so easily and so naturally for you, which speaks to your first point, which was don't do this by yourself, um, especially a CEO or somebody who's a business leader. Uh, I think they might have a narrow definition of what budgeting means. I mean, you are already kind of sharing so many insights and thoughts. What is the role of the CFO in this, um, in the planning and budgeting? Is it uh, to be alongside the CEO? Is it to lead and to bring the CEO in at the right point? Is it to manage all the different disciplines or business units and and collaborate with them? What's the practical sort of role that the CFO plays? Um, I think it's all those things. You're really the quarterback here. You need to go to your CEO and say, you know what, I'm going to talk to our you know, the, the head of our oil and gas unit today. And this is what happened last year. Maybe he knows, he probably knows more than you about what's going on in the business side as a CEO. He wants to say, hey, you know, I'm going to go talk to Chris today about his oil and gas business. What, what do you think I should expect from him? Uh, and then you go talk to Chris. He says, you know what, we had a great year last year. It's not going to happen again. But I just spoke to the CEO. He told me differently. He said, you got three things in the pipeline. So you don't want to question him, but you want to sort of gather your facts before you go into those meetings. Um, and very, very, uh, we didn't get to this yet, and I guess hopefully we will, is what happens with that budget. The purpose of that budget is to create a, a plan for the year. And then every month when you look at your actuals, it's important to take that budget out and say, how do we do versus budget? Mm-hmm. Variance analysis is really, really important. Understanding why you had shortfalls or why you went over. And if you plan something for Q2, what happened in Q1, well, you're not going to change your budget. Because then we're talking something we didn't talk about at all yet is forecasting. At some point, you you have a budget that's that's in rock, is set in rock for the company, but then you start creating forecasts probably in the third or fourth or fifth month of the year if things aren't, um, if your forecast, if your budget is not exactly on target. Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. ProCFO partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, ProCFO partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. 
Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com Well, that's a great segue because that was my next question. I think, do you agree that there can be confusion around what is your budget and what is a forecast? I think people confuse the two uh, sometimes. And uh, how does my budget lead into or inform that forecast? You, you said it's around the fourth or fifth month of the year. So I have to get a little bit of speed before I know what the next six, seven, eight months are going to look like for me? Or how do I start to approach forecasting and planning and budgeting as discrete but related elements? Well, they're very connected. So the budget stays the same all year. That's what I typically will put into QuickBooks. And my analysis is going to be actual versus budget. And then often on my management reportings, reporting, I'll put another column in called forecasting. Mm. Do it by month. So let's say, you know, the first month we expected $200,000 of revenue. It didn't come in January. Didn't come in February. Is it going to come at all? Do we push it? Is it going to push it into March? Or is it not going to happen? Do we miss the boat? The sale that we were supposed to happen didn't happen. So it's time to change your forecast. It's time to change your budget and now create a forecast. Say, we're not going to make $500,000 in Q1. We're only going to make $200,000 in Q1. Well, how does that impact salaries? How does that impact cost of goods sold? So, you know, you're paying commissions for people. Well, maybe our commissions are coming down. So it's not just about that revenue item. There's a lot of things that flow from it, but the budget never changes. And all becomes all about forecasts. And you do your variance as well as, well as actual versus budget. But now you're going to look at your forecast versus your actuals and say, hey, we knew something in, in March that changed and we, made, we adjusted our forecast. Is that actually going to still happen? So there's a lot of, lot of variance analysis that I, I'm really in love with doing, but understanding it, not just having the numbers on paper. I recently uh, was working with a company. Uh, they had one general ledger, um, which had 90 locations, and they didn't really understand where they were making their money. So I said, let's create 90 different budgets. And we did. But the CFO didn't understand why we did that. So he would just report on a high level that this was our, this was our, where sales were down by X amount of dollars. I go, but where, where did this happen? So that's the purpose. It's not just about seeing a number. It's understanding what's behind those numbers. And that's where you can start making changes. Why do you have budgets? Why do you have forecasts? So you can start making changes. We're not selling this product like we expected to. Well, let's change the forecast. Okay. But maybe we need to tweak that product as well. So it's not just about the numbers is how do you react to them as well? We talk about all the time that, uh, especially here for ProCFO Partners, it's about putting financial functions in context, which is what you're sharing. And so much of, I think, how a lot of companies are thinking about their finances is around reporting and past analysis. And here's what we've been doing rather than digging into here's what it means and, and why that's important. And I love the points that you're making. You've talked a little bit about variance analysis Talk me through that. I don't know what that is. Let's, uh, I, that's a confusing term for me. Can you simply define it and tell me s- sort of how you like to think about it and why it's as important as, you, as you're uh, sharing that it is? Sure. Variance analysis is digging in the numbers. Why, why didn't you make that $100,000 you expected in January? What happened? Again, was it the product didn't ship? Was it the, the uh, product is no good? Or is it all going to come up in the second Or is it going to get... The sale is going to happen in the second month. We'll catch it up there. So really understanding, I had an idea of that this was going to happen. It didn't happen. Why? Will it never happen? Well, that's a problem. 
So how is that going to impact the rest of you? This product that we thought we were going to get shipped in from China doesn't make it. Now we can't sell it. And we had it in our budget to make a million dollars this year. What's going to happen? We need to change our forecast. So, you know, we were supposed to hire someone in the budget um, and we, we didn't hire someone. So that's why we were, we have a favorable variance. We often talk about variances in terms of favorable and unfavorable or better or worse. It depends on what people like. So unfavorable, unfavorable variances in revenue is not good. Unfavorable, uh, favorable variances in expenses is very good, right? Because you're having, you're spending less than you expected, but you need to know why. Right. Why did you spend less? Our commissions were down. We spent less. But that means our sales were probably down too. So you really have to see those correlations and understand the numbers tell you the story. And, and, and you have to re- not just see the story, but understand how to react to it going forward. That's a unique skill set to be able to dig into that, look for the cause and effect and effect and effect and effect. Because there's, you know, there's, it's not a simple story. If something is happening, you can look down the road and see, here's what that's going to mean. Or if something happened, you can look back in time several steps and say, well, here's why this happened. It wasn't just as simply as we didn't hit our goals. We didn't hit our goals because of this. And that happened because of that. What are some of the unique characteristics? Sometimes Nelson Tepfer, a managing partner over there, I'll, I'll joke with him that I think a great CFO should be creative. And he'll say, oh, I don't feel like I've ever defined myself as creative, but I think it requires a creative mindset to be able to sort of investigate like this. Do you agree? Or what are some of those key characteristics that you like to, to think about? Well, it's interesting. I think I agree with Nelson. I'm not that creative, <laughs> but I can read the numbers. Um, and I think it is important. You know, I used to be an auditor. And the reason I, didn't, I left audit was because you're always looking backwards. Mm. That said, backwards has a lot of value to it as well. But as an auditor, you never get to look forward. As a CFO, you get to look both ways. And, and that's where you, you can learn from what the mistakes. I mean, budgets every year that are created, you get better and better because you know where your pitfalls were. What did I get wrong last year? Was it a budgeting issue or was it what I was getting fed bad information? Um, so you get to look forward as well, which is what I like about it, because the numbers are teaching you a lesson and you need to react to them. You can't just, again, you can't just look at the numbers. You need to understand them and see if, you, if there's some type of action you need to take to do so. So I don't know that I don't, I wouldn't classify it as creative. Yes, it does take a mind to understand it. Um, but, you know, that's what we're trained to do. And that's what I like to do. Brian Fern from Pro CFO Partners, just a fantastic sort of, I don't know, mini, but yet deep dive into budgeting and planning and some great ways to think about things that I don't think we've thought about before. I hope you'll come back and, uh, and talk more with us again. We just scratched the surface and I think we can really dig into this. Thanks for all your expertise and insight today. You're welcome. Nice to be with you. Thanks for listening and a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.